Hello, my comfy, cozy witch friends, and welcome to episode number 28 of the Comfy Cozy Witch Podcast with me, Jenny Blonde, the Comfy Cozy Witch. Thank you for joining me today. I understand it's been a little while, I think three weeks since my last episode, but I'll be filling you in on why there was such a hiatus or a little bit of a gap there. But today I'm really excited to talk to you about things you can do to get yourself out of a witchcraft rut. Uh, Because I know that many of us find times in our practice where we just we just can't get into any of our magical workings, we just can't get back into the swing of witchy things. And so the main segment today is going to be about ways that you can avoid that. I don't want to say witchy burnout, but uh, that you can get yourself out of that rut. But before we go into that, I just want to say thank you to so many of you out there. Um, those of you who have reached out to me regarding my foot, it it is much better. I am almost fully healed. I will let you know. In fact, I took Reese for a long walk this morning. We did about, I don't know, I'd say a little over two miles. I'm not quite back to my pre break uh, speed, but I'm getting there. And thank you all for reaching out for all of your kind words. Um, So before I go into the main segment, I want to tell you what's making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. So as usual, there are many things that are making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy, especially when we get into these darker months After Samhain leading up to Yule, this is a time where I do a lot of my, I would say, best (laughs) magical practice and magical workings where I'm really thinking about things that I want to release and things that I want to bring to my new year. And that being said, I'm making some pretty big changes in my life coming up these next few weeks. And and I thought I'd share them with you. And I guess this is what is making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. Not comfy, cozy entirely for all of this because some of this is a little bit bittersweet for me. But for the most part, it makes me feel that way. So I, if you've been following my Instagram, you've been following me on my, you know, social media platforms. I say social media platforms, really? It's literally just Instagram. Um then you know that I am moving into some new endeavors. And as many of you know, I have been an author for many years, a dozen years at least. And I have written a number of books under different pen names. And I have recently launched a cozy mystery, not pen name, but my name, Jenny Blonde, um, cozy mystery series. The first book is going to release in January, and that is a witchy mystery series. But something that I have been wanting to do for years and something that I have experience with is publishing myself and publishing other authors' works. So the big exciting news is I am launching my own small independent publishing house. And it is called, (laughs) no surprise to any of you, Cozy Witch Press. My logo is a fox, of course. You know how um, dear to my heart foxes are. And Cozy Witch Press is going to publish shorter, conversational, cozy 
books on witchcraft across the witchcraft occult spectrum. And the reason I decided to to do this, first off, I've been publishing my own books. Yes, I've been traditionally published with, you know, big publishing houses, but I also have been on the independent side of publishing. And something I've wanted to do for a really long time is, of course, start my own press. And I've been doing workings and meditating a lot on what I want that to look like over the last year and a half or so. And I've been building quietly, I haven't told anybody except for my husband, um, that I was launching this. In fact, I went out months ago and applied for an LLC to start an official business in the state of Pennsylvania. So it's an official publishing company. And in the witchcraft world, we see a lot of longer, longer books um, that are not some some of them are very digestible don't don't get me wrong, but some are maybe not as accessible, especially to some beginner witches and they're also long longer in in longer in length, oh my gosh, but what I've realized is a lot of your traditional publishers they want those seventy eighty thousand word manuscripts, which comes out to be you know three hundred or so pages two hundred fifty three hundred pages and in the witchy world, I feel like there is a place for shorter conversational reads on witchcraft topics, and yes, you can most definitely already find some of those books out there, but I decided to create a publishing company on my own that just specializes in those shorter so quick cozy conversational reads on witchcraft. That's kind of my my little tagline, quick, cozy, conversational. So all the books that I publish are going to be between 120 and 200, maybe a little bit more, um, pages in length, and they are going to cover topics of witchcraft in a very accessible way that will leave the reader feel very cozy um, and ready to dig into their craft. And so what I really am focusing on in my publishing company is books on home, hearth, witchcraft, craft magic, tea magic, kitchen magic. Um, I mean, really, really, it's all across the whole spectrum of witchcraft, just so there is some level of comfort to the books. Uh, but I'm really excited about this. And I... I have some titles already releasing. I, I've released already a journal, a ritual journal, although it is not a book per se. It still falls under that cozy conversational category that my press does, the Cozy Witch Press. And, you know, this first book is mad, called Magic in the Everyday, and it's a daily ritual journal to help witches who have maybe fallen out of their practice or who would like to have a ritual that connects them to their practice on a daily basis. Um, it's a journal and it's a loosely guided journal to help witches come, you know, back to that or start, start that daily ritual. And, you know, I created this actually with myself in mind because it follows my morning ritual. Everything in the journal follows my morning ritual. And so, you know, I say if people, if people buy it and, and follow along, they're kind of doing their morning ritual work with me as well, um, which is kind of fun. And then there's another title forthcoming in two weeks, and then I'll be opening up to submissions. So right now my publishing house is closed 
to authors for submissions. But if you go to the website, which is CozyWitchPress.com, you can see the submission guidelines. And if you're an author, you know, a witchy author, and you want to, you know, submit, you can look at the guidelines, see what we need to put together for the submission proposal package for when I open in just a week or two, because I will be opening to submissions very soon. But another really neat thing and witchy thing is everybody on the Cozy Witch Press team, we are all witches, which is so, which is witch, which is so much fun. And, you know, it, it's a publishing team of witches bringing books about witchcraft to witches. And I think that that is pretty unique um, and amazing that, you know, we are all editors and publishers and creators and witches ourselves. So I thought I would share a little bit about that. But so in starting in starting this press, you know, I'm able to do this. And I planned, as I said, over the last 17 months, um, when I was going to do this, because now I'm going to have some time to focus and really jump back into my writing and publishing career. Because when oh, COVID, you know, I don't like to say that word, oh, when COVID hit, all of a sudden, my all of my writing came to a halt, because my son was home with me full time, and I ended up homeschooling him, as you know. And that took a lot of my time and a lot of my energy. And, and writing is my job writing, publishing books, that takes a lot of work that takes a lot of energy, you're juggling so many things. So I had my other ventures as a creative outlet, my, you know, I had my apothecary, I started this podcast, which don't worry, the podcast is going nowhere. <laughs> I'm going to continue the podcast. Um, I had the podcast as these really great outlets for my witchcraft. Um, but then all of my writing went to the wayside. And I was focusing so much on my son and homeschooling and rightfully so that's what COVID allowed. And I am so grateful for that. Um, but now my son is going back to school in January. So after Yule, the Yule season, he's going back to school. And so I'm jumping back into my writing and publishing career. And that's why I have a book releasing in January. And I'm launching the press now, you know, right before January and opening up for submissions because I'm anticipating jumping back into a work, you know, a career as an author or publisher. And so my son goes back to school. And I have to say that I have been, oh, it's such a bittersweet thing because yes, I've talked about this before. I am ready. I am ready to have some time in the morning. I am ready to be able to go for, you know, little mini hikes and walks in solitude by myself. I am ready to jump back into my writing and into publishing and so excited about this. But the last two years being at home with my son have just been, oh my gosh, I'm getting emotional, have just been so wonderful and magical. And it has been a gift from spirit. It has been a gift um, to be able to be home with him. And I'm, I know that I will look back on that fondly because I do already look back on it fondly, even though it's still in the present. I know my son will um, because COVID has allowed us to 
really spend meaningful time together. I mean, our days of homeschooling, but yes, going on hikes and him telling me about all these stories he's reading and yes, his Pokemon games and Animal Crossing, but it it has allowed us to become closer and I will always be so grateful for that time. Oh gosh, I just need to say. I think many of you parents out there, you know, if you've gone through something similar, um, where you've been home a lot, you've been spending more time at home um, with your children, and although it can be very difficult at times, don't get me wrong, um, it, it's been very meaningful. Okay, so I need to move on because I'm getting too emotional. Oh, I don't know that that's eliciting all the comfy, cozy feelings, but all that being said, this this change this is a time of change this we are in Samhain going into the Yule season and this is where a big shift happens um for me for a lot of witches and it's a big period of reflection and November you know this is this to me is the month of death trees are dying the nature around us is dying only to be reborn very soon. Um, Just as things in my life are coming to an end, this time being home with my son is coming to an end. And new things are happening, new, exciting, like great things are happening. New, new ventures, you know, with my publishing company and getting books out again. But I'm still leaving things behind that I'm trying to kind of reconcile at this point. So anyway, here I get emotional and my comfy cozy again, not super comfy cozy, but I thought it was worth sharing with you all. Um, and all, because many of you have, are following, have followed my life these last couple of years and what it's, it looks like. And now it's changing. It's very much changing. And you're going to see that. And I'm sure you're going to hear that reflected in the podcast as well, um, because I'm not going to have the interruptions. My son interrupting me for a snack. <laughs> I'll still have Reese. <laughs> She's right. Um, that cut off somewhere because my aunt just called, but I'm going to jump back into where I think I was. Um, I'll still have Reese interrupting me, but um, there there are definitely some changes. That, that said, I did, I have closed down the Comfy Cozy Apothecary. It was exactly what I needed these last two years in creating things that are magical with my hands and being able to send them out to so many of you. So thank you for that support. Many of you have reached out saying that you want me to still create things. And although I would love to, I I have other things that I'm focusing on right now, but I definitely will entertain doing pop-up shops around Mabin and Yule. So maybe yearly I'll open up again. And that way over the course of the year, I can create things as I have time and, um, and that have that ability to create in the space to create those things and then open up, you know, it's in small increments. So I have that going on, but now we're moving, we are moving into Yule season. We took down Samhain and, uh, all the autumn decorations last weekend and I'm starting to prepare my house for Yule. You know, Mabin is my favorite season. You know, autumn is my favorite um, seasonal is my favorite season. But I love decorating for Yule. And so I'll be starting that this weekend, which this weekend I'm also going to a crystal and a gemstone show that I'm very excited about. It's my first big 
kind of outing since COVID. I'm a little bit nervous, but that's just me. Um, but I'll be going to this this gem festival and I'm really excited. It's an expo, I guess. I'm really excited to see what I can find. And I'm hoping to pick up some Yule gifts while I am there. But I've talked for 13 minutes in this segment and I want to get into the main section about what we can do to come back to our practice and stay connected to our practice and reignite, I should say, reignite our practice whenever we are in a rut. So I'll get into that, but I wanted to share with you first, again, what has been making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. So I have talked to a lot of witches over the last couple of months, or I should say many people have reached out to me in DMs, email, whatever, um, expressing that they are feeling kind of blah about their practice. They're in a rut. They can't get back into a good routine. And so I thought it would be beneficial, especially as we're moving, you know, we're moving from the witch's new year and into the calendar new year, a good, you know, ways, good ways that we can get out of those ruts and come back to our practices a little bit. And I have to admit, and I have admitted this before, that for me, summer seems to be the time where I am most disconnected from my practice. And the summer months, I think it's just because we're so busy. My son is out of school. Yes, he was out of school, (laughs) you know, the last two years. But my son is out of school. We have little vacations planned. I'm in the garden a lot, which there's a lot of innate magic and witchcraft in my gardening, but I'm in the garden. I'm outside. We're very active. We're on the go nonstop. Our weekends are full um, with traveling or visiting family. And so I have a tendency to become a little bit disconnected. But then, you know, when fall rolls around, Maven, of course, even Lunasaw, because that's the very beginnings of fall, I get excited, that very first Harvest Festival, um... I start to awaken to my practice again. And this is something that has happened, you know, yearly for many years. Summer kind of wanes a little bit, and then I get back into my practice. I will say, though, this summer it did not wane as much as other years, only because I was on deadline with my um, Hearth and Home book for Wiser, and so I was writing about witchcraft all summer. So it did keep me connected in a very natural, organic way, um, which I have to say, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this book with Wiser. I had a conversation with my editor last week, and I'm very excited. I'm very excited for you all to read it, but that that's next. That'll be next fall. Um, anyway, it's it's the summer months where a lot of us feel disconnected and then fall rolls around and that's when i start becoming being more connected to my my witchcraft practice once again and then of course Samhain season comes and i think that's the time that reignites a lot of people but even this year i have talked to a number of witches when i say a number i would say probably it's not like 100 hundreds or anything probably two dozen which is you know a fair amount um of people who have reached out. But this year, even Samhain, you know, wasn't able to get some people back into their practice. So 
I started thinking about ways that that you can connect to that practice. And as a side note, I do want to say, I, you know, I had a really great conversation with one of my close friends who's who's a witch um, about this just last, was it last week or two weeks ago? Because we were going to to do a Samhain ritual together. And then by the time we we contacted each other and were talking, we both were just kind of like, I don't want to say burnt out, but we just weren't in the zone. We weren't in that that place, in that space where we wanted to do ritual. Um, and I think a lot of people are feeling that. So anyway, back to the topic at hand. Here are some really great ways that you can reignite that passion for your witchcraft and come back to your practice. And a lot of these are small things that you can do that can prove to be really meaningful for you. So first, I would say is you could start by adding in small daily rituals, daily check-ins, whether the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning is to say a quick blessing or prayer to whomever it is you work with, deity, goddess, ancestors. I mean, that's just, that's very small. And I think sometimes we get into our everyday routine of getting up, brushing our teeth, going to the bathroom, getting dressed, making coffee that we don't connect Um, And that's one way to connect to your practice right away. First thing in the morning is just be grateful, send a blessing, send a prayer to whomever you wish to. Um, And that's just one, one little thing. That's one little ritual you can do. I have my daily morning rituals. And as you know, if I don't, if I don't do my morning ritual, I don't feel connect. I just don't feel connected. That is what starts my day out on the right magical foot. And I've talked about, you know, there's a whole episode about my rituals, but my morning ritual just quickly is a little bit of meditation, coffee. I add my cinnamon. I've been doing this for years, you know that. And now I'm seeing like all over social media, like a ton of people do this as well, a ton of witches. Um, I add my cinnamon for, for warmth for the day and protection. I light my candle in my sacred space. Like I said, I do some meditation. Sometimes I do some self-reiki. I haven't been doing that as much anymore. Um, I pull a card. I journal. I write what I'm grateful for. And actually, <laughs> my new daily ritual journal, that is that is exactly what that book follows, um, what I do every morning. But that's how I I check in and I connect on a daily basis. And again, my morning ritual can be three minutes or it can be 25 minutes. It just depends how long I sit in journal and meditate. So I would say that is, that's a great place to start, um, is finding those, those little things every day that you can bring magic into your life somehow with, with a daily ritual. It could just be the stirring of the coffee or your your process of making your tea in the morning that you mindfully do so and that maybe you read a page out of a witchy book while you do that and that can help like reignite that passion. Okay, speaking of witchy book, another way that you can come back 
to your practice after a little hiatus is to read. And you know I'm a huge advocate for reading. And I'm not just I'm not just saying read books about witchcraft. Although yes, that definitely can bring you back to your practice. Um I'm talking about fiction as well. Think back to some of your favorite books that you read that mention witchcraft, whether it's, you know, everybody's favorite practical magic or a discovery of witches or Harry Potter, or just something that has those little elements of magic. Matilda, for example, you know, reading a Roald Dahl, reading some of the classics, Narnia even, um, any any book that has that little bit of magic. I know for me personally, whenever I don't feel as connected, reading fiction with pieces of magic will make me want to do more magic myself. Like, oh, oh, this magical fictional world. Wait, that's my reality. That's my world. And so I want to I want to bring that back into my life again if it's I've been disconnected. And one of my favorite books to do this and it is not a book that I would say is super witchy, but it's called What the Wind Knows. I think it's at Angie Harmon. I forget the author, What the Wind Knows. It is um, a little, there's a little bit of time travel, a historical romance um, set in Ireland, but there is something about that time travel element and it's very whimsical and there is very much an overtone of magic in the elements and in wind in the air in this book that every time I read it it makes me want to come into my sacred space and just magic the heck out of my life I don't know why and maybe you can find a book that does that that again reignites reignites that um so moving from, you know, books, books are a great way, but also pop culture and film and TV movies is a good way to reintroduce your, your craft to you or reignite that passion. You know, you all know, I'm a huge fan of The Good Witch and anytime I watch that show, well, it, I mean, that is comfy, cozy, witchery to a T. You know, I've talked about this, how I want to be Cassie Nightingale. I would love to be Cassie Nightingale. She's just so perfect and intuitive. And she is just a good, cozy, comfy, cozy witch um, that has her own little, you know, cozy, witchy shop. And so when I'm kind of like in a blah mood, I don't want to practice, I will, I will watch an episode or two. And that'll remind me, I want to be like Cassie. And yes, yes, it's fiction. But you know what? These fictional characters, for many of us, that's our real world. That's our real world. Um, and so watching those those films, and even the overtly magical ones, I mean, practical, practical magic. How can you watch practical magic and not want to go to your craft and not go back to your practice? I mean... That I think that is a great way to come back to that. So, and I know that sounds funny. You know, how can pop culture, oftentimes a stereotype of which make you want to practice? But it does. And you, I think if you're listening to my podcast, you understand this. You're probably a magical person yourself who understands that fiction 
oftentimes mirrors our reality, especially when it comes to witchy things. So um, another great way to reconnect with your craft is to revisit books that you read at the beginning of your practice or to revisit your first tools that you picked up, your first tarot card deck, your first oracle deck, the first crystals that you bought in whatever shop you may have found them, or your the incense that you burned at the very beginning of your practice. Go back. But yes, I got cut off again because my aunt keeps calling me. Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, revisit, revisit those books that first drew you into your practice or your your very first book of shadows or very first journal um journaling your experiences with witchcraft go back to what made you want to practice in the first place and i know it's silly for me i go back to my to write a silver broomstick silver raven wolf classic years ago but that that reminds me of being, you know, crouched down in borders. Book was it, I am positive it was borders, not books a million. It may have, it may have been bam. Um, but borders, you know, with the book, reading it, and you know, so just revisiting or just touching that book again makes me think fondly on that time. So again, go back to the beginning of your practice and be reminded of why you chose this path in the first place. I really love that one. I really like that one because that's something that I do quite often. I'll revisit those books. I'll revisit those first tools. And, you know, when we moved, a lot of things are packed away. And I've been slowly rediscovering some of them, which has been fun. And then reintegrating them into my practice, which I, I don't know. That's just special to me. So another thing you can do to reconnect is to reach out to one of your witchy friends. Um, And maybe you have somebody in the flesh, you know, in person that you could meet up for coffee and just check in with one another. Or maybe that's somebody online that you can reach out to and talk to. And speaking of online, you know, another good way is to, to turn to social media. Yes, you know my my love hate with TikTok dislike hate relationship with social media but there there even though some of the accounts are just very you know aesthetic and maybe not truly authentic that can still inspire you it doesn't mean that that can't inspire your magic or give you ideas or reconnect you to your practice in some way. Because you may be scrolling through social media and see something on a person's altar that piques your interest or something that you yourself have and are like, you know what, I need to revisit that or I need to I need to look into that. Or maybe somebody shares a book that you're like, ooh, that's a new witchy read that I I would be interested in, then check it out. Maybe that can help you reconnect to your practice in some way. So I think, yeah, you can turn to the witchy online community and that community is just ever growing, especially, I don't know, the last five years or so. It is growing exponentially and at a really fast rate. So turn to that to that online community. Also, search your local area for 
any events that could be related to witchcraft um, or related to, I don't just like metaphysical spirituality in general, because a lot of times if there is a spiritual fest, or even if they call it like a new age, a new age type of get together, you're probably going to find some, some good witchy vendors there. Um, and at the very least, you know, you can, <laughs> you can have your tarot read or, you know, I don't know, you have the Reiki practitioner set up. At least you can walk around and just, you know, be in a spiritual space. But, you know, find those events. Like I said, this Saturday, I can't tell you how excited I am for this gem show. I went to this show two years ago, right before COVID. It was November, two years ago, 2019. And it was right before we moved. And I remember our whole house was packed up. Like literally, it was a week before we were moving. Our whole entire house was packed up. Um, and I said to my husband, like, I'm going to this. I have to go to this. I know that we we have to make trips to the new house. You know, we have to drive and drop stuff off, but I have to go to this. Like I, this feeds my witchy soul. <laughs> and, you know, so go, go find, seek out those events. And if you have to drive a little bit, I, I think it would be worth it for you, especially if you're kind of in a rut and you want to reconnect. That's a really great way to do it. And although right now I feel really connected to my practice, I know it's just, it, I'm going to feel even more connected whenever I go to this show on Saturday. And I have been, I have been looking forward to this for weeks. But just search. A really great place to search, yeah, you can always do Google, um, but is if you're on Facebook, if you go on Facebook and type in like metaphysical fairs or spiritual or witchy events in my area, oftentimes um, groups will pop up or pages will pop up for events near you. Expos, conferences, whatever. Um, And look into your local metaphysical shops too, because oftentimes they will offer events as well. Um, that you can attend, which can help, you know, connect you, connect you to your practice. Another great way, and this is something that, that I feel if you're a magical person, if you're a witch or not, you can benefit from, um, is to just get outside, just get outside. I don't care if it's four degrees or if it's 120 degrees, being out in nature, walking around even barefoot, yes, in the snow, that is just so grounding and it has a way to just bring you right into the present moment and bring you into your practice. Because at the end of the day, being, being a practitioner, being a witch is, is about connecting with what is greater than us and the earth and nature. And Getting out in the elements, I think, is just a fantastic way to kind of reinvigorate your your passion for your craft. So get out in nature. Go for a hike. Bring your family along. Um, it, it's ideally you could do this on your own, but if you know you need to bring your family along, that's great. That's fine. The last two years, I have had my son with me all the time, so you can still connect to your practice on walks with your family. Um, I still find my tree when I'm out hiking. It's my tree that I touch base with and reminds me of of my practice. Um, So get out in nature. And going along with that, um, tap into the current energy of the season where you are. And I know seasons look different 
I'm, I'm lucky here in Pennsylvania. I see all four seasons and you might not where you live, but whatever season um, you're in currently, really tap into that a little bit. Even research, do a little bit of research on the seasons and the Sabbaths within that season and a little bit of history about that. And that could bring you back into your practice as well. Another great thing is to get crafty. (laughs) Um, And you may not be like a real crafty person. I don't consider myself to be very crafty. I do practical crafts. Like I'll, I'll do journal things. I do I, you know, spell jars, you, I guess that's magic. That's cra- a little bit of, you know, craft magic. And I mean, the cra- crafting is crafting at the end of the day, magic is craft. Um, but get crafty, create a journal, research your ancestors, create an ancestor journal, um, create a scrapbook. If you haven't put started putting together your grimoire, maybe maybe now's a good time to do that. If you're feeling disconnected, that's a great way to bring you back into your practice and to reconnect you. Um another another great thing is to just take a moment to be, to just breathe. I think what happens and this is just me personally, I get I get so busy with everything else. I burn out in all the other areas of my life that I don't have time. I don't have time for my practice. And and I could I could sit here and say all day, find balance, find balance. That's easier said than done. You know how many times people have told me to find balance? And you know something wrong, you know my friend Rowan. Rowan and I talked about a little while ago, a couple months ago, I mean, we, we may have revisited a couple weeks ago too, is it's not really about finding balance because th- there really is no perfect balance, like 50% or 25% witchcraft, 25% regular life, 25% this, 25%. No, it's finding the right balance that works for you. So that doesn't mean half of your life has to be witchcraft. For you, a nice balance might be 5% of your day you're checking in or even 1% of your day is about witchcraft. And that's enough. That's that's doing enough. I think so many people think if they're not always engrossed in their craft or always have a magical working going that they're not doing enough and then they just give up entirely and take weeks or even months away from their practice. And I just want to say that is enough. Even if all you're doing every day is a three minute ritual or lighting a candle while you have a cup of coffee, that is enough. That is enough that can keep you connected to your practice. You don't have to do anything elaborate. And I think it's important to remind yourself of that, especially if you're in a rut. Um, Maybe you're not in the rut that you think you're in. Um, okay, now I'm kind of, there I go, there I go, getting off on a little, a little tangent there. Cause I, I, (laughs) come on, Jenny, come back to it. Focus on what we can do to get out of a rut. But that, but you know, I'm, I'm speaking out of honesty, honesty there. Um, sometimes we may not be in the rut that we're think, we think we're in. Um, it just may seem that way because we are not doing as much as we see, other people doing, but it doesn't mean that we aren't as connected to our practice as we've always been. And at the end of the day, I think as witches, we are always, we are always connected 
to our practice and our innate power. Um, but these are just some really great tools to help reignite that and help you see that a little bit more. So yeah, start with start with some of those ideas. My my favorites, oh gosh, there's so many of my favorites. You know, getting out of nature is a favorite, but those little things, the daily ritual, even if it's enchanting a piece of jewelry or a stone and carrying it around with you. And every time you see it, and every time you look down at your hand and you see that ring, um, you're reminded, I put this on with magical intention. I am always connected to my practice. You know, it's those little reminders I think that we need sometimes. So I hope that this was helpful for some of you. As I said, many of you have, have reached out about this. And I'm looking down, I'm looking down at my notes right now, the notes that I wrote about this episode. And at the top of my notes, it looks like I wrote the notes in a file where I was making a grocery list because it says (laughs) Target log cabin syrup, Christmas, hand soap for grandma, (laughs) dino egg oatmeal. (laughs) This is what I'm reading. And then underneath of that, it's like, Book of Shadows, getting back into your practice through pop culture, reading books. That's really funny. That's funny. Okay. So I think I need to wrap up this segment because now I'm just kind of getting silly. But again, I hope that those are helpful. Try out those things. If you feel a little bit disconnected, if you want to come back to your practice, you know, try some of those little tips. And if you do try those, let me know, reach out to me and let me know how it goes. And now let's, let's go into the card poll for the week. All right. So this, this episode, I am actually going to pull from Seasons of the Witch, the Yule Oracle deck. And this was gifted to me by my friend Kaylee. So thank you if you're listening. Um, thank you for sending this to me. She also sent me the Samhain deck, which I really loved working with at Samhain season. Um, and I can continue to work with. But this is the Yule Oracle deck. And I thought it would be fun as we we move into Yule season. I still feel a lot of the Samhain season. Um, but I, I just was called to pull from this one today. So let's see what we have, my friends. All right. So the card that I have chosen today um, to share with you is hearth. Uh, Of course, home, hearth, comfy, cozy. Of course it is. And the little message on this card is, may your warmth take in the gazing flame upon the shivers they melt away. Wow. That one just resonates. I'm going to have to meditate on this. Actually, I'm going to journal about this when I'm done, when I get off this, because that really speaks to things that I'm going through now and, and things melting away and leaving away um, to let some warmth come forward. Oh, I like that. So this is this is a card. Um, you have a hearth fireplace with a mantle with five um, white candles and there's three pictures over the mantle place. You have um, a beautiful woman in white and there's the wreath above her with the poinsettia. And then you have a picture of two cardinals, and then you have another one of um, candles being lit. So it's just, it's a really beautiful card. I love the imagery. It definitely is very Yule-ish, very Yule in nature. So some of the keywords for this card are warmth, light, and fire energy. 
And here's, here's the message. Come, dear, and sit by the fire. Hearth comes to a reading when you are cold, rigid, or perhaps seeing things only from a logical perspective. Oh, so this is interesting. You are being guided to warm your soul and to experience life from the heart. Your emotions don't care about logic or reason. The heart feels what it feels, and in this situation, your heart is wiser than your mind. Oh, I hope this message is resonating with some of you. So listen to your inner knowing to guide you. You may feel conflicted. Your mind might be telling you to be more practical, more responsible, or more sensible. This is your ego operating from a place of fear. Your soul knows what you need now, and it is letting you know through what you feel. Allow this wisdom to be heard and that all will be well. I like that. That's just a warm card, letting you know that um, at the end of the day, there's warmth. You may have some decisions that you have to make, but don't don't make those from a cold, <laughs> rigid um, perspective. Look, you know, look all around you. Look at things from different views and experience life with your heart. I like that. That's a really nice, that's a nice pull. This deck, the imagery really is beautiful on these cards. I really do. I do like this. It's the Seasons of the Witch deck again by Lorraine Anderson and Juliette Diaz. So friends, thank you for joining me. I do want to thank some people in particular. And I have to say that I so appreciate everybody who comments, rates, reviews. Please do that. That is a really great way to support the podcast. And it's a great way um, for more for more people to hear it. If you like what you're hearing and you want others to hear it as well, please rate, like, review on Apple, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts. So a couple shout outs. Um, first from Sarah Maple, it's like a good friend giving you information over a cup of something cozy and you can't soak up enough of the conversation. That is really, that's exactly what I want this to feel like. So thank you. Um, I'm so, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for leaving that review. So Anastasia Aurora Rain, thank you for your comments. I'm so glad that you find it inspiring and you like the laid back spiritual feel. Um, thank you. I'm glad that you can take some tips and apply them to your life. Nen Bien, um, you've been putting this podcast on while you do chores around the house. I love that because that's when I do my, my chores and I'm doing any housekeeping. Um, I also listen to podcasts and so that means a lot to me. I'm glad that I can be in your ear while you're folding laundry <laughs> and mopping the floors or whatever mundane tasks you're doing. A little bit of magic in the mundane. I love it. Um, Natty Witch, thank you for your comments about having a conversation with a longtime friend. I just love that. That oh, Those kind of comments, they just warm my heart. So thank you. Um, K May F, you love this podcast. You don't think it's boring. Good. I'm glad you don't find it boring, even when I ramble on. I please keep making it. I'm gonna keep making it. Um, that is something I, I don't want to give up. I so enjoy doing this. Um, seasonal Beck, um, best witchy podcast. Well, thank you. That's that's really nice that you find this delightful. Um, and I I like that you like the format and that you like to you look at a tidbit of my life. Yes, I do share a little bit. Fairy91, thank you for your comments. You love the show. Um, 
And I love you for saying that. So thank you. Um, Shannon or Shano87, you love the Comfy Cozy podcast. Thank you. I'm glad that it grounds you. Um, that's my hope with this podcast, of course. OMG93, <laughs> thank you for your comments as well, making the mundane more magical. I'm so glad that you also have me in your ear whenever you're doing any domestic housework. Anna Marie, you've been practicing for 20 years and you've listened to every podcast, but you think this is perfection. Well, thank you. Um, I think I'm far from perfect a lot of the times, but your comments, I do appreciate it so much. And you have binged a lot of the episodes. And then A, Ray, again, thank you for your comments. I like to be very open. Um, You're thanking me for being open and I like to. I like to do that for you. This is, I mean, I don't hold anything back when it comes to my practice. It's the good, the bad, the ugly, the not so comfy, cozy. Rebecca Moon, thank you for your comments. I'm so glad that you found the podcast and that you love it as well. And I think I think that covered um, people from the last couple of weeks. So thank you for your comments and reviews. I'm always blown away when I check, you know, before the podcast um, to see more reviews and more people writing them. It really means a lot to me. And, you know, I'm up to 203 ratings, which is just crazy to me to think I started this a year ago and and there's that many of you listening. So thank you. I do appreciate it. I appreciate all of you. So if you want to connect with me, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Comfy Cozy Witch. I, if you want to check out my new press, it's uh, Cozy Witch Press at Cozy Witch Press. You can also find me on the Comfy Cozy Witches Facebook group. It is a private group and I keep that private because not everybody is fully out of the broom closet and um, I like to keep that a safe space for everyone. So that is on Facebook. You can also find me, I guess that's it, <laughs> here. You can find me here whenever I release episodes. Um, but again, thank you all for listening And I hope that you have a magical week or few weeks. I'm not sure when I'll be putting out the next podcast, but you'll know as soon as it's out. And until then, my friends, stay comfy, cozy, and witchy.